Hello, episode two, we've made it. Today I'm joined by Nicole O'Connor, who is an actor and singer, but is best known online as a contributor on the Facts channel on YouTube. If you've not heard of Facts, then some people think of it as the Irish Buzzfeed. There's taste tests and reacting to TV shows, and apart from everything else, it's really, really funny. We recorded this episode the day or so after the US election, which is why it's quite politically heavy, but apart from that, we also talk online profiles, the joy of musicals, and Anne Hathaway. We had a lot of fun recording this, so hope you enjoy it, and here's Nicole and me. The world's got that bad that murder documentaries are my escapism. And, um, yeah... It has really taken over the past two days. I thought, like, all of this was going to stop once the, you know, president was yeah. aside. But no, it's worse. <laughs> it's like, even worse now. Yeah. Apparently Just South like, Park as well, they had, like, they'd only made an episode for Hillary winning. So last night mm-hmm. they had to like, spend however many hours just redoing a whole episode to include Trump winning because no one's seen it coming. No one thought at all, and that's what's so painful about mm. it. It's the fact that, like, well, for me anyway, I felt watching because I stayed up all night. Yeah, me too. And, um, it felt like a year and a half, 18 months, was it? Of mm-hmm. just pure denial, being uprooted slowly for the course of a few hours. And oh, God, like, if I had known it was going to end up that way, I would have gone to bed and woken up and got it in one shock. <laughs> that was. I was so excited because I really was rooting for Hillary. Yeah. And, you know, I I got all my devices ready. I had the telly on. I had um a, an iPad with the fax uh, live stream. Mm-hmm. Repping fax on. I had my phone. had another iPad with the map of all the, uh, like, a, you know, the map where it was coming up with the states where they yeah, were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I'm ready for a female US president. <laughs> And it didn't happen, and I eventually it got to the point where I turned them all off, and I ran down to my mom, who I knew was awake, and I was like, "Mom, <laughs> what's going on? He's gonna win!" And uh, yeah, it was a very sad ending. It was horrible. Cause Ad was up all night as well, yeah. and it got like they said he'll be in the lead for a while anyway, just because of the way they're going to count it. So I was like, "Right, okay, fine." And then he was still in the lead and still in the lead, and I was like, "Ugh." It got to a point that she, I think, couldn't, there was no way back for her. And I thought, I'm going to close my eyes for like, a little while. I'm just going to go for a nap. And maybe when I wake up, by some miracle of God, she'll have done it. And then I woke up and she'd conceded. And it was just, I didn't expect it at all. No, I didn't whatsoever. Like the night before, I was reading up in the New York Times and they said that Hillary had an 84% chance mm-hmm. of winning the presidency. And, you know, they had a graph of all the other websites with their, you know, uh, predictions too. And all the times that they were right. And New York Times been right for the past few elections. And I was like, brilliant. And all throughout um, the day, you know, the people were voting. It was very positive for Hillary. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was crazy. And I hate those stupid secret trump voters mm. now that he's actually won there's a lot of trump voters that have actually come out and went oh yeah he's amazing blah 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 and it's, he's really not he's, he's so not the thing is i don't think he'll do 
like, a lot of people voted him in on all the terrible things he said because he basically says anything to get in. And so many people voted for him in because of that. But when it actually comes to it, he won't do half the stuff that he said. So he's going to let those people down anyway. That's it. I mean, like, it, it is really hard to get so many things passed and everything. I mean, God, I don't know. I was watching his acceptance speech and he was like, I want everyone to know, I'm paraphrasing, but I want everyone to know that, you know, I'm for everyone, mm. you know, I'm going, this is going to be a presidency for, you know, everyone, I'm here to help everyone. I was like, really, man? If you really, like, wanted to stay truthful to your entire campaign, you would say, yeah, get the Hispanics out, get it. But um, I wasn't expecting to be in this in-depth politically right away. I was expecting I like a Phantom of the Opera, Lima's medley at first. <laughs> I know it's really it is really hard considering that it's you know it's so soon after you know and everybody's talking about it yeah. just when you rang me I was in the middle of clicking out of an article that I was reading about Trump presidency and I was also flipping between like a WhatsApp group mm-hmm. where people were talking about Trump and people are really upset oh I it's just mental <laughs> it's insane because I was talking about it last night as well and like, there's Literally no one I know, obviously, like, no one I know has got anything good to say about him. And I'm like, what's wrong with those millions and millions of Americans that actually voted him in? What do they see in him? I know, it seemed like the whole world was going, America, mm-hmm. don't fuck this up. Mm-hmm. Don't vote the orange man in. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was insane. Like, it, I, we were all really so blindsided. Yeah. Yeah, but, like... When I watched the results come in and uh, when I woke up, I, I probably watched until Trump won Pennsylvania. So I was like, okay, right, need to get some sleep. I woke up, got probably about a half an hour of nightmares and it it was half seven on the button. The TV was still on and I'm watching Trump come out onto the stage as president-elect making his acceptance speech and I just wept. And I'm not a crier. Uh-huh. I'm really not a crier. And that's why I've been saying it to people a lot i was like i i sobbed watching him make that speech it, it felt really weird it, it felt like the ending of like a, a alien abduction movie yeah. or something and you realize that the aliens have won and they're taking over the world i was like jesus because when uh, at the i think it was when breaks that happened and then there was like every single good celebrity died this year someone tweeted saying david uh-huh. bowie was holding the world together and i was like it's a joke tweet whatever and now I've actually got to the point that so much ridiculous stuff has happened I'm kind of starting to believe it that he was yeah. some sort of alien race that was just making everything better and now he's gone and we've all went to shit it's it's just crazy I mean I might have been able to tolerate this maybe if it hadn't been such a bad year already like you know I was seeing the tweets come in before being like I swear to god if Trump wins his presidency then that's 2016 like officially the worst year uh-huh. and in my head i was like just naturally like statistically this much bad cannot possibly happen in one year but it did and we still got a month to a month and a bit to go so god knows what else is going to happen mm-hmm. fun <laughs> <laughs> it's so much to look forward to it's like trying to outweigh bad with the good but it's like so much bad has happened this year there's not enough good to cover it <sighs> What a what a wonderful start talking <laughs> at the end of the world. <laughs> but the thing is, my I think my the 
defense mechanism has kicked in today because I felt a lot more optimistic. I think my brain is like, you know how you were feeling yesterday, Nicole? Like really pessimistic and cynical. We don't like that. So uh, here's a bit of hope and just denial slotted in there. So um, I'm kind of gripping at any good news that I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that it, I know it, it. it's almost more frustrating, but the fact that Hillary did win the, the popularity, popular yeah. I was like, okay, well, at least, you know, that, you know, brings a little bit back of my faith in humanity, Uh but still the electorals. And also the fact that Obama is protecting Planned Parenthood, which Mm -hmm. is good. I mean, he wouldn't have to if Hillary had won, but still. (laughs) I'm kind of still in deep, deep, or I was until about an hour ago in deep denial that it happened. And then I seen the picture of Donald Trump at the White House. I don't know. I think, really, I, I never even considered what the world would be like with a Trump presidency. Mm. I never even entertained the idea in my head. I was like, even when the thought was going on into my head, what would it be like if Trump actually did win? I was like, that won't happen. But So that's why it was such a big shock. Actually seeing him in that role was madness. And I refuse to call him President Trump. It sounds no. ridiculous. It sounds like a joke. Yeah. President Trump, um, it sounds like a made-up character that some ridiculous comedy writer has made up. Exactly. It really does. It's like just a bad parody, a bad, like, you know, like the, you know, like, scary movie or a date movie. It, <laughs> it seems like bad gag in one of them. It's like, oh my god, President Trump here. <laughs> yeah, look what you did. <laughs> look what you did. <laughs> It's madness. I, I keep saying that. <laughs> and there's uh, there's literally no other word for it though. It's insanity what's happened. Yeah, I found myself ranting to myself this morning. Sometimes I, I don't know. Like I was in my room alone, and I just started making a speech about Hillary Clinton because we do it. We've done it before. Um, and uh, one of my points was uh, <laughs> that we need to have a rule for people that just drop into politics like can't run for president i mean the fact that um now kanye wants to run for 2020 election and like there should be a rule where someone has to you know work in a presidential or in a political office for a few years before Mm -hmm. you can run for president because it's ridiculous because obviously we elected someone i'm saying we like i'm an american yeah but the like Americans elected a reality TV host mm-hmm. and you know the media is so so important to people and they obviously elected someone and were not supportive of them because they knew him it's completely wrong that's the what kick I- in the face that she's been doing this her whole life she's had over 30 years experience and she gets beat by a celebrity basically mm-hmm. that's it I mean we need to stop it sounds like an episode of Black Mirror, you know? <laughs> That's exactly it. That's it. It just needs to... I don't know, the value over, like, our media figures, because, obviously, we always have our phones with us and we're always watching something, being entertained. We mm-hmm. place so much value in those people that we're watching all the time. It cannot cross into politics. politics. It's, like, the ultimate over- example of the power of celebrity culture, I suppose, that... Mm-hmm. A reality TV star is now the president of the United States, which shouldn't it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. It's madness when you say it out loud. It's crazy. It's like, well, you know that guy. Let's vote him <laughs> president. Yeah, 
I love the fact that I can do this in my pajamas. <laughs> if you include this in the podcast, I'm in my pajamas right now. <laughs> you can't see it, but, but you are. Heather. <laughs> You're lovely, I'm lovely, we're all lovely. We're all lovely, we're all lovely, we're all happy. <laughs> yeah, we're so happy. Actually, um, I was Snapchatting my friends, like, as the election was going on, it was like 3am and I was like, Trump's gonna win. And I'd forgotten to take off my makeup. And my friend was like, why are you wearing makeup? And I was like, oh God, I forgot. Well, I'm gonna look nice for the apocalypse, I guess. It's wonderful. <laughs> You might, the whole world might be falling around around your ears, but you've still got your lipstick on. Exactly. I'm going to look sickening. <laughs> That's my favourite thing. I was looking at a few facts videos and you're basically just, they get away the hair and the lipstick. Yeah. <laughs> it's like they don't even, I don't know if it's because like they don't put your name on the videos. So they just have to sort of describe you and you are just the girl with the hair and the lipstick. It's really funny. It's so funny. And... You have to get more specific now because all of us, nearly all the girls have red hair. Mm-hmm. So, it, 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 yeah, it is really funny. I remember seeing a comment before where someone said something about the girl with the red hair and the lipstick. And uh, Nadia, a long-standing uh, commenter, and um, I she's always in the comments and like replying back to people. She's wonderful. Mm-hmm. She wrote back to them being like, oh, her name is Nicole O'Connor. And the person wrote back saying, why are you telling me this? <laughs> like, they don't actually really want to know my name, I guess. They're just like, you, person with red lipstick. Uh, uh, like, did you ever read the comments? I I try not to. Um, I remember when I started off doing fax videos, I was reading them religiously, mm-hmm. which is bad because um, commenters are rarely nice to new people. Yeah. If people are rarely nice to new people in general, they're like, who are you? Uh, what are you doing what? in my sport? Exactly. Um, I read them more religiously back when I was starting off and I remember thinking, oh God, I'm such a narcissist. <laughs> and then I found out that other people within the facts group were reading comments too. I don't I think like, you can yes. help it. If you know people are writing comments about you, it's like a natural instinct you need to check them. Oh, completely. Like um, when I brought in my friend Emily for the best friend, uh, Casey Twitter for the first time, she was like, I'm not watching the video. I'm not reading the comments. And I was like, you think that but you're gonna <laughs> I actually only saw her last night and she was like yeah I've, I've become obsessed with that video I've watched that multiple times but to straight answer your question I at this point they're all basically the same if it's a specific video like a, a special video then I will kind of wander for the first you know hour or two that the videos are out but I Again, I don't know why I'm saying this in a public podcast because I don't like when people, I don't like people knowing that I read comments. <laughs> <laughs> I want to seem like one of those celebrities that's like, I don't read the comments. No, I don't care what people say about me. They do. You do. So <laughs> if I was famous, I would absolutely be one of the ones that searches my name on Twitter to see all the terrible stuff people are saying about me. I don't know how people can hold back from not Googling themselves if they're famous. Mm. I don't know either. I think they all secretly are. Yeah. I think most are. Um, there was one rare special snowflake who will remain unnamed uh, who we, as a group, in fact, 
um, sometimes send each other stuff. And I think someone sent like a comment and stuff. And this special little snowflake commented me and like, it never even occurred to me to read the comments. And was like, bless Aww. your soul. <laughs> so pure. Jerusalem is like just scrolling through a few today, but the majority of them are really nice. So see these people that are constantly attacked by the comments. I don't know how they cope at all. Like I seen I one or two mean comments and it wasn't even that bad. And this was on like, over the like, three or four videos that I watched and I was like, see these people that are just constantly attacked, 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 like the Kardashians, I don't know how they cope. I don't know either. I mean, it has happened to me sometimes when I've read a bad comment and immediately it's like, you don't want to admit it, but it is like getting like a burn or something. Mm-hmm. You, know, you immediately like kind of flinch away and you think, I'm never going back. So I get, I guess more controversial celebrities I can understand why they, it would be almost painful, the idea of even getting comments and people talking. It's kind of like, oh, no. So a lot of time it's your insecurities at that point now as well, and it's just, like, oh, other people see them too. It's not just me when I look in the mirror. Yeah. Um, sometimes bad comments, I love, I think it's a great test for my own like self-esteem and not caring about what people think about me. You know, I think as you grow older, like it's a great, obviously it's a wonderful thing to learn and I, I love when I get a bad comment and I truly don't care I'm like oh thanks for that comment I've grown I really, like that's a great exercise for me yeah I really, in a recent video commenting how childish I thought that was wonderful I was like you're such a miserable person like come on that's the point of it exactly like, see the people that comment stuff like that it's like you're the one watching it you're the one commenting on it Mm-hmm. What do you think you're going to get out of it? Exactly. You are literally... Are you allowed yeah. to reply to them? Are you told that you can or can't reply to them if someone says something particularly mean? Um, no, we're not told. We're not given any rules or anything like that. Um, but, yeah, no, we're not told like whether we're allowed to or not. But uh, it's not a thing that people usually do. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know... It, maybe there's kind of like a culture of it or something you know like no one else is doing it but i think i've at this point when i see a bad comment i know that it's just a bad idea yeah not say you know to say anything because it you know it's giving that person power letting them know that they've bugged you letting them know that you've noticed them it's best to just ignore them ignore the trolls When I have replied to a bad comment, I've always felt awful afterwards because I was like, damn it, why did I let them know that I was irked? I think the only ones that, the only comments that truly gets me are ones that are about my body. Those ones really, oh, they make me so angry. Um, I, I had someone comment before. I was wearing this dress in a video and it was, it was kind of cleavage, mm-hmm. but, you know, I hadn't thought about it. And... It was a dress, and someone did, someone commented, was so blinded by the fact that it had cleavage, said, why is that girl in just a bra? The thing is, with the whole body thing, you're sitting behind, nine times out of ten in videos, you're sitting behind a desk. Mm-hmm. So it's like you're just nitpicking at anything, just for the point of comment to try and hurt someone. Yeah. And the worst thing is, like, I, I don't know, I don't really mind when people say nice things about my body. It's still a little bit creepy, it's still a little bit yeah. strange. It all depends, but most of these comments are usually so accusative. They might be, like, still complimentary. They might be like, oh, nice tits, but, like, why is she wearing that? I've gotten comments like that, and I'm like, 
okay, so you're going to enjoy looking at my body, but you're also going to judge me for it. <laughs> that really annoys yeah. me. Yeah. And that's in the majority. Any comment that I've, usually the comments that I see about my body, they're usually really judgy too. And the thing is, is that I've never thought going into filming, oh, I'm going to wear this to look a certain way, like to titillate people. I've mm-hmm. never done that in my life. This is real. Um, I don't know. People are just full of themselves. They people can are. They my boobs for viewers. I think that's what online's done. It's I made everyone more full of themselves. Like sometimes it's in a good way. Like I know a lot of people who are like, "Oh my god, I take selfies," and like I love my own face and stuff. And that's like that's fine. I love my own face. I take selfies. But then there's other people, and it's just like, stop, stop feeding your own ego. Exactly, exactly. And you see a lot of that when it's, uh, I don't know, like it, it's a big issue with you know feminism and everything like that. And you see all these men that are replying back to girls and like talking about sexual assault and they're like oh well i wouldn't touch you love all this stuff it's like i don't want you to touch me <laughs> yeah. just the fact that they'd say something like that in the first place is just it's revolting oh god i just hope that things will get better soon in the world <laughs> it's hard not to think back to the world ending <laughs> <laughs> on anything especially when you have to do like a taste test on facts and it's like the most disgusting thing in the world you're probably like I would rather Trump as a president I could die right now and the apocalypse would come and I would never need to put this in my mouth again yeah (laughs) I've never tried anything quite that bad but um who knows sometimes I think they're they they get off on our pain (laughs) they get off on the sick bucket yeah, I was actually only in a video yesterday and I was paired with Blahim mm-hmm. and it, I was like, wait a minute. And I looked at my producer behind the camera and I was like, are you guys feeders? It's just the thing. You have like a fetish or something. They're feeding people. Because get me in for more videos then. Like, bring it on. Because yeah. it is some of the strangest things that you've had to eat. Or watch. Usually it's TV shows that I love that you need to watch, though. Like, really bad American reality shows. Mm. They're my favourite genre of telly, if you can even even call them that. That's interesting. Because um, <laughs> I'm genuinely, like, I never watch any reality TV. I never watch TV, full stop. Mm-hmm. It's all on my phone anyway. Um, So I don't, like... It's going to be a good show if I'm going to, like, trudge through dodgy websites and pop-up ads. Um to watch tv anyway pay for your tv kids whoever's <laughs> listening I'm, i have netflix it's just a dodgy netflix um what was i talking about then I, yeah i i never i truly don't watch any of these shows and it's just a coincidence then that it's you know for these for the first time they found a perfect person mm. for do these for the first time videos i uh yeah i don't know because there's a few of the first time ones and I'm like, surely that's not the first time they've watched it. But then I, I trust the internet. It's not lying to me, Nicole. The internet would never lie to you. It would never lie. Ever. The internet is the truth. It really is. <laughs> it, it is the fountain of knowledge. And knowledge is truth and knowledge is power. <laughs> that's yeah. that's going to be a quote on a t-shirt. <laughs> I hope so. Oh, I want something that I'm a part of to be a t-shirt. 
But I am, because facts have their own t-shirts. Woo! Plug that. Look at it. I get nothing for them, but I'm plugging it anyway. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get involved in facts in the first place? Um, I got involved with facts because um, I'm a a trained actor, so in my first year of drama college, I was involved in a lot of, like, websites and forums just looking for actors. And there was one uh, agency website where... um, um, like, it was all paid gigs and stuff, but you, the catch was you had to look for them and apply for the jobs yourself. So I just found an ad one day from a YouTube channel looking for people to cry on demand for the first time. Actors to cry on mm-hmm. demand. And it was for money. And it looked pretty, it looked pretty easy. So I was like, I can cry on demand, I think. So I applied for it. And... Uh, in the description they had a link to like a few of their videos and I realised I'd seen the videos before. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I got it through um, an agency, but I know that's not like the usual way people are getting in. It, it was just, I happened to, I started off as an actor for the channel and if you notice my first few videos, at least if you go in the order of uh, my playlist that is on the channel, um, it's all in the sketches that they used to do. They used to do a lot more sketches. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll just see me kind of pop it up and be like, hey, I'm an actor. And I eventually, slowly but surely, graduated into like the normal um, cast of people that are there for watching and tasting things, which I'm, I remember being so happy about. Because I knew facts videos before I even um, joined. I had watched definitely the ones that made the channel go viral, mm-hmm. which was you know, trying the American foods. I loved the video of um, Leather Jacket Guy going around the different pubs trying different pints of Guinness. Uh-huh. That was favourite video. It's still up there on my favourite <laughs> videos. So I remember just being really excited about joining the channel. And here I am! Yay! <laughs> <Dream> come true! <laughs> You're one of the proper regulars as well now. I've, I've reached there. I, I've reached my goal. I managed to climb my way up. <laughs> Um, where I was going to college anyway it it was only probably about 10 minutes down the road so for a while I was the backup girl I used to get texts in the middle of college being like hey Nicole can you come in at half four today for a taste testing video and I was like yes yes (laughs) and I just run down the road until I until I proved myself because you know it was, it was weird. I, I had a weird start starting off as just an actor for mm-hmm. And actually, that first video, Actors Cry on Demand, uh, I'm pretty sure that was the first video that um, uh, Patrick Murphy did. You know, Silver Fox Patty. Yeah. Not Patty. <laughs> <laughs> I know, that's the one thing that I picked up from the comments that I just... is coming. It's just natural now. He is Silver Fox Patty. <laughs> and, uh, and Doyle. Yeah. So, that video launched three facts people's careers and we're all veterans at this point and you're all actors as well is that what you want to do eventually in your full-time act full-time yeah i would i would absolutely love that i mean that is the dream yeah um at the moment this is my first year being out of college and i'm just trying to do the acting thing um i'm working part-time as well and that is not acting and it's putting things in perspective a lot you know, just getting work, getting below minimum wage for work that is so hard to do, that is not acting. And then I come in during the day for a fax video and it's so much fun. And it's just, 
and its performance is for a camera, it's what mm-hmm. I love. So, um, yeah, I think the acting thing I, I really want real bad. <laughs> I've studied in uh, different forms of theatre, that's where I started off. So really, it's unusual for me to have most of my experience be on camera now mm. at this point, because I'm trained for theatre. But, uh, you know, I've been in um, been in Shakespeare plays and all, just a lot of plays. A proper thespian. A proper thespian, yes. <laughs> Because I don't know if you know, but you've got an Urban Dictionary entry. Do I? Yeah, yeah. Hold on, I actually wrote it down. It's a teen actress and vocalist, mainly musical theatre, which makes you sound a bit Disney, but <laughs> <laughs> you've still got one. Oh my god, who made that? That's Oh, that's really weird. And I like how they got the musical theatre. I mean, it is kind of right, because uh, I do do musical theatre that's my main thing uh, that I, I should have mentioned actually like on top of the theatre and stuff like singing's my gig <laughs> that's weird that's oh my god that's <laughs> <laughs> like proper famous now I'm proper famous <laughs> are you a my singer that acts or an actor who sings would you say I would say um, skill wise uh, a singer that acts mm. uh, that makes me sound insecure about my acting um, which I'll never tell, but uh, <laughs> no, it's definitely singing first, which is something that I have to get onto more about showcasing. Because mm. it's if you notice on um, like my Twitter, my Instagram, the first thing that I say about myself is I'm a singer. So I need to. Um, I mean, I'm doing this interview off my phone. I have a I have a mic upstairs, but I don't have anything else, like any equipment for me to just sing and showcase and put on the internet. Um, I'm currently learning how to play guitar, so hopefully that will help me get out there and gig. I want to do what Elga is doing right now. Elga Fox, I only, funny enough, I only met her this week, which is crazy, and we both were like, what? How has this not happened before? And she was really inspiring for me to talk to, because um, she's in her 30s, which I had no idea. Yeah. And she only picked up guitar a few she said she only picked up guitar probably about three years ago and she's a singer but she trained where I trained and she started off as an actor and singing was her side gig and it's become her thing and I'm like I'm 20 I'm learning how to play guitar I can do this hopefully like that's what I want to be doing I want to be gigging as well Mm -hmm. as doing acting that and I'm still Shell shocked that I have an Urban Dictionary entry. <laughs> Is that the first thing you're going to do when we go off? You're just going to look up yourself on Urban Dictionary? Oh, 100%. <laughs> Print it out. And like, I Google myself. I can't believe I haven't found that before. <laughs> I Google myself in a good way. Like, because I've been on the internet, like, I've been obsessed with the internet since I first got a computer, mm. which was quite late, actually, probably about 2008. And just from there, like, I've created so many, like, stupid, like, like, um, like, photo bucket accounts. <laughs> I remember and, photo buckets so well. That was, like, one of my first things I ever signed up to. Yeah, I, I think it was because I used to be on Stardoll. Like, <laughs> a baby child on the internet. And uh, on the treads, people used to post um, pictures. And I used to upload, like, like edits of... Um, like Edward Cullen pictures or something and like send a link being like what do you guys think of it (laughs) so there was a lot of um, embarrassing sites out there which I've now obliterated from the internet 
um, that had my name in it. And I was just super paranoid that people were going to find them all. I don't know I, how many I've... I deleted my MySpace. I know I deleted that one. I deleted Bebo and then that disappeared anyway. But the rest of them, I think they're probably all still out there somewhere. Like, I would sign up for things I never used. I'm not an artist, but I had a DeviantArt account. I don't know why. I had a photo bucket account that I just used to put up the most rubbish photos on. I had everything. I just used to sign up to absolutely everything. Yeah, like I had so many accounts and just random things i also had a deviant account because uh, i used to do makeup pictures and i also i i do sketches mm-hmm. on the side it's since been deleted because i they're not good they're not the best <laughs> <laughs> like the internet cannot know <laughs> drink it's important to have like a what do you call it like an online profile because so many like i read those how to be an actor things and it's like you need to have a twitter you need to have a facebook you need to have your show reel on youtube and I always think unless you are famous already, the roles are going to go to people who audition and are good, not someone who's got like 2,000 Twitter followers and a show reel on, Facebook, on YouTube. Um, I don't know. It's an interesting question. Um, I, think it's, I think it's useful, definitely, in mm-hmm. small countries, I think. Like, at least in Ireland, anyway. I'm not sure what it's like in Scotland, but like the industry is so small and mm. you can get involved and start talking to top directors in Ireland and stuff and strike up conversations with them you know that it, it, it's pretty accessible you know I don't know I think it, I would say that it's very important because really as an actor you are pimping yourself out mm. for the world and it's something that sometimes I'm kind of resentful towards you know sometimes I feel slightly pressured to post something I'm like I haven't posted a tweet in a while so I guess I should not that I'm thinking that there's a demand for it but you know I don't know I I think it is it's a very useful tool Mm -hmm. especially for um I mean it's it's not exactly reality you're kind of constructing this um persona so I guess it's kind of um, good practice for the media and stuff of how you're going to be Mm. like what type of person are you putting in out to the world that people are going to like i know so many people have hopped on the youtube bandwagon anyway so many actors that i know they're trying to make youtube accounts because it's the one thing out there at the moment that you can do and you can perform that gets so much thousands of views that you can climb your way up in industry to get it it's crazy and that's why i'm at Part of the reason why I'm so grateful to facts is the fact that it has gotten my face out there in a bit. It may not be like the acting industry, but it's performance and um, it's recognition in some way. Exactly. And you never know, it might take off amazingly and then it could be, you'll be a star role in the musical theatre. Nicole O'Connor as Gypsy. Or Nicole O'Connor as Hamilton. That could happen. That could happen. I actually, only a few hours ago, I was viciously rapping to my shot <laughs> in my bedroom. I have genuinely thought about recording me rapping the satisfied rap and sending it to Lin-Manuel Miranda just to see if it would give me one night. Just one <laughs> night and a bustle as Angelica. That's all I need. Not even to do the whole show, just to do the satisfied rap. Yeah. That's, that's all I want in life. So 
I could go on, I'm not going to because I'll get obsessed and I'll have to do the whole song. I know, that's, that's the same with me because I'm like, I'll just listen to one song when I'm on the bus, then the next thing I know I'm walking around town, I'm like, I can't go into work right now, I have to like finish listening to this song. Yeah. I'm the worst oh, for that. That's really relatable. Like, I've often got off my bus um, and I'm walking towards my house and I'm listening to a really great song and I'm getting into it and I'm like, it won't be the same once I'm indoors. <laughs> There's something about walking and listening to music that gets you fired up. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, when I listen to music, I'm imagining, you know, it's myself singing yeah. it. So I'm like, I, I don't know. It, like, it'll just ruin the fantasy. <laughs> I, I've often, because I, um, I live near a park, I've often, like, walked into the park and just kind of, like, done a few rounds, pretending in my head that I'm singing some crazy Donna Stoffing song. And then I'm... Then I'm then I'm done and I walk. Um, I've actually heard my I was in um Spring Awakening a production of Spring Awakening here in Dublin last year. Oh God, it might have been nearly two years ago now. But uh, my director actually used to do that. He used to listen to the soundtrack on a loop and just walk around town and just um imagine it in his head and stage it in his head and just keep walking, keep walking through town and just trying to um. And they'll get an idea for the show. So um, it's a useful tool if you're a, if you're an arty person. <laughs> that's it's a great tool if that's your job. Exactly. <laughs> if it's not your job, you're just a little musical theatre nerd walking around town listening to a musical. Uh, I love musical theatre truly, and I feel like like people love it so much, mm-hmm. but people are afraid to say that they yeah. love it. You know, and I. I've had to defend it often, especially in acting circles. Because, you know, when you study just uh, theatre, people can get very snobby about musical theatre. And there's a lot of actors out there, like, people that don't know what they're talking about. Like, Mm. student actors that are trying to, you know, feel more superior. And they're like, there's not real acting that goes on in musical theatre. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You don't know anything. Um, Like, did you know that Laurence Olivier wanted to play Nathan in Guys and Dolls. Like really? when he Yeah, when he was really old, he wanted like his last role to be starring in Guys and Dolls and he never got to do it. Lawrence Olivier. That's madness. I love how I love how people are snobby about it because it's the hardest probably one of the hardest art forms out there. Cause singing and dancing and acting all at the same time. I mean you have to be so amazing at all three to be able to do it exactly because i know so many actors as well who are musical theater no i hate musicals and i'm like have you ever actually went and seen and sat through a whole one because there must be one out there that you like you can't just obliterate a whole art form because you've seen one that you don't like yeah i mean people use the argument of it's too happy I'm like, you don't like happiness? You don't like <laughs> happiness, bro? What's wrong with happiness? And people saying it's too happy. Like, have you seen Lee Miz? Literally everyone dies. Exactly. Like, where is the happiness? And if you actually think back to a lot of musical plots, a lot of them end quite sad. Yeah. Like, the ending of Phantom, so sad. Loads of teen tears throughout the... <laughs> <laughs> Why, Christine, did you not pick the Phantom? Um, like, Cats... Griselda goes up to heaven. It's like, no, you're wrong. Andrew Lloyd Webber loves a sad story. He loves a sob story. He really does when you think about it. And Evita, she dies too. (laughs) He loves a death. 
There's a lot of death. He, he loves a good death scene. Um, but yeah, like, I don't get that. There's plenty of kind of grown-up musicals mm. out there, like Spring Awakening, and like there's just so many out there. Like, you'll find them off-Broadway and stuff. I just think it's a lazy, it's a lazy answer to yeah. just write an entire, like, an entire industry, especially if you're an actor. Like, you can... Don't don't discredit an entire industry that people work years to get into and work so hard and just immature, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very passionate about this. I remember I was doing um, a Periscope before, and I think someone asked me a question like, uh, "What do you think of um, movie musicals?" And I went on a ten a tangent for about twenty minutes. I lost. Like nearly all of my viewers, except for like this the guy that asked me the question, was like, "I've been waiting for this. I've been waiting this my entire life for someone to actually ask me, like, what did you think of the movie version of Rent?" I was like, "I'll tell you what I think." <laughs> I don't mind the movie version of Rent only because I've not seen an actual production of Rent, but the movie version of Liam is was it was a pitiful excuse for an adaptation in my eyes. Yeah, I. I think a lot of us were very were blinded by it at first and thought, oh, it was so good. But that was, I think, that was really the musical doing all the work. Mm-hmm. I think Tom Hooper, um, he did the thing that I don't think you should try to do with musicals, and and that's make it as realistic as possible. Yeah, you know, because when you see such a gritty, you know, like gritty, realistic, you know, scenery and backdrop and all of this kind of. I think it, it it makes it even weirder when people start singing, you know? Just kind of embrace the fact that... Because it, it's, it's an alternate world where people burst into songs yeah. and the feelings. So, I, think, I don't know. I think a lot of people are doing that wrong now when it comes to musicals, uh, you know, movie musicals anyway. Because the best movie musicals are the ones that just go with it like um on halloween i watched little shop of horrors that's the perfect example of a good music movie musical uh-huh. because they just embrace the fact that this is crazy that's crazy like, other people start singing and they just roll with it and it's it's fine and the thing really is like anne hathaway getting her real hair chopped off even though they offered her a wig love just take the wig you'll probably still get your oscar just don't hack your own hair off i know I, I feel bad for Anne Hathaway because so many people, including myself, have, you know, she kind of annoys people. It's <laughs> she weird. rubs people up the wrong way, but I can't put my finger on why. I think it's because she she's, she tries hard. I really think it's that. I think she tries really hard mm-hmm. and it's really obvious. And I think people are like, oh, just relax, love, you know? <laughs> I don't know. Like, uh, she recently came out saying that she didn't enjoy when she won her Oscar. Yeah. And she- Big smile. And I was like, oh, don't say that. I know. It's like, why you come out and say something like that? You just want an Oscar, take it and be quiet. Exactly. I, I saw a tweet before, though, in defense of Anne Hathaway, that went, what you don't like in in what you don't like in Anne Hathaway is what you don't like in yourself. That's deep. That's a deep, a very deep. deep tweet on Anne Hathaway. I, I just took us there. <laughs> <laughs> deep philosophy behind Anne Hathaway who knows who knew this was going to go this way 
Oh, I love a deep philosophy on Anne Hathaway. Who doesn't? <laughs> I would love that, like, someone doing philosophy in a university and doing, like, their thesis on Anne Hathaway, like, the philosophy <laughs> of Anne Hathaway. I would love that. <laughs> People do quirky theses, so um, get on it. Get on it, world. Yeah, get on it. Someone do a philosophy on Anne Hathaway. Um, my cousin, he went to, uh, he did an arts degree and he did his thesis. On it. He made his thesis a study on Tomb Raider, Lara Croft. And I thought that was amazing. That's yeah. brilliant. Do your thesis on a video game. <laughs> well, I was going to finish to test your musical theatre knowledge, but you just hit me with a Lawrence Olivier thing, so you'll probably already know this one. But okay. um, I'll give it to you anyway okay are you ready are you prepared for this i am so prepared oh my god okay so i tried prepared. to find a question that i thought would quite be quite hard and then you hit me with Lawrence olivia so now i'm feeling quite i think you can be quite smug knowing that you'll probably get it right okay andrew lloyd weber shares a birthday with steven sondheim is that true or false it's true it is true it is true nicole you are the you are the queen of musical theater and fax videos and the internet and now Urban Dictionary. Here we go. <laughs> I love you so much. So Ticking all the boxes. I need the theatre. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just that one guy on Periscope. It's you too. <laughs> you are getting a real reputation. Getting a reputation. I, I don't mind. Now spreading the news. There you go. There's a bit of... I was I was starting to dance along there when you finished, so I'll just dance to nothing now. Right, well, I'll let you go, but thank you so much for doing this. And no problem. I love this. My ego is, like, so stroked right now. <laughs> stroked and stoked. I recovered a lot of ground. Politics, musical theatre, Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway. Just so much. <laughs> yeah. And, I'm like, fair play, this wasn't all about facts, which... I, I expected it to be more about facts. Like, if you have any last minute facts questions, I can fill you in. But this was real. It was about me. <laughs> it was about you, the oh. person. Me, the person. The person <laughs> behind the camera. The person yeah, underneath I, the I, desk. That can be the name of your autobiography. I'll give you that one for free. And I'll give you my That's written the news for free. There, you got it twice. Thank you very much. Thank you mm. so much. I'm leaving today Do you know what? I'm not even going to attempt it I'm not going to offend your ears by making you listen to me sing But I hope you enjoyed that If you did, please subscribe and review Because it makes me feel popular and happy And it's nearly Christmas, which is a time for giving So it should make you feel happy too If you've got any theatre trivia you'd like to throw at us Then you can follow us both on Twitter I'm at I am Heather H And Nicole is at NickHick I hope I'm saying that right. It's spelled N-I-C-H-I-C and you can check out Nicole on Facts. I'll put a link to her playlist in the description. I'll be back soon with more fabulous goodness but until then, let's all go forget about the badness of walk around a park listening to musicals.